You are listening to the Career Talk Straight Up No Chaser podcast, where we have blunt, honest, transparent conversations. Today is episode number 14, and we're going to be talking about LinkedIn profile tips. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in. My passion is helping others and sharing my knowledge, so I made this podcast to help you throughout your career. The listeners of this podcast can now access a free Facebook community created for us to come together and support each other throughout our career journeys. If you simply head over to Facebook and enter the name of this podcast, Career Talk, straight up, no chaser, and click join, I can't wait to see you in there. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Let's dive into these 10 LinkedIn profile tips I have for you. Most of these are going to be beneficial whether or not you're looking for a new position. However, some of them are specific to job seekers out there. Number one is your picture. So your picture needs to be a high quality face photo. And so what I mean by that is sometimes people will have um, like them and their family, which is super, super cute and very adorable. But if they were to come in for an interview, I wouldn't have a clue who they are based on their LinkedIn profile picture because it's so tiny. So my recommendation is to have a headshot. Ideally, you know, you want it to be professional. However, you also want it to express your own personality. So if you're looking to work in a startup and you want it to be a really fun, cool, casual environment, maybe you're not the suit and tie kind of photo. So just use your best judgment there. And a couple things I want to note about the photo. So I've seen, and I don't know a really like nice way to put this, so I've seen a lot of creepy pictures out there. So just make sure your picture isn't creepy and... If I, like some of them, I swear to you, you guys, if I was to like zoom out and see the full photo, it would be like a mugshot. So just make sure, you know, you're smiling and you're looking at the camera and it's a professional or fun looking headshot. Yeah, we want to stay away from creepy. (laughs) Okay, number two is the taglines. It's either right above or right below the location if you were to show up in the search results. And it's a little tagline. The default is usually the most recent job title and then the company that you work at. So talent acquisition at ABC company would be an example if it was mine. But you can customize that to anything you want. So I've seen some really fun ones where it's like some of the recruiting ones I've seen is professional matchmaker or finding people, you know, amazing jobs that they love or something like that. So you want to have a fun, catchy tagline. I would encourage you to be creative here because this is an opportunity to tell us something about you and your personality. Number three is directly below your tagline and that's your industry. And this is important specifically if you're looking for a new position because often recruiters are going to go on LinkedIn and search for people within a specific industry. So you want to make sure that you're filling this out so you can be found. Number four is your summary section. So the summary section is going to be typically directly above where your job history or experience is located. And here you want this to be fun and professional and you want it to be about you, but you do want to keep it short. And if possible, I would bullet this out. Some people have super, super long summaries that probably have really great information, but I wouldn't know because I don't read it because it's just too long. So make sure it's fun, it reflects you, it reflects your personality, but keep it short and concise. And if possible, put it into bullet points. 
Number five is going to be your job titles. And what I want to note here is I want you to make sure that your job titles are specific as well as accurate, but also use a common language. So sometimes you're going to have a really funky title that if I was to try and find you, you probably wouldn't show up in my search results because I'm searching the more common version of whatever job title you have. So while I want you to be accurate, and I definitely don't want you lying on your LinkedIn profile, but what I would add is in parentheses, put the more common job title. So if I was to try and find you, you would still show up in those search results. And another thing I want to note about job titles is I really want to encourage people to stay away from consultant, only using that word. So on my profile, I have talent acquisition consultant because I am a contractor and I don't work for the company full time that I am consulting for. So that is an appropriate use of the word consultant. But some people will just put consultant in typically as a recruiter, I'm not searching for consultants. If like someone was trying to find me, they would type in recruiter or talent acquisition to try and find someone who is in recruiting. And so you need to have something that's a little bit more descriptive. Like while you might be a consultant, what type of consultant are you? Are you a software engineer consultant? Are you a talent acquisition consultant? Are you a leadership consultant? So you want to put in the type of consulting that you're actually doing. So in the event that you're trying to find a new consulting opportunity, you can be found. And you also want people to understand without having to read your entire job or your entire description about your position, what it is that you actually do. Number six is utilizing the recommendations on LinkedIn. So this is really important because under each position, people can recommend your work for that role. So best practice here is to give a recommendation from someone you want to ask for a recommendation. So if you have a really amazing colleague that you're working with and you would love to have them write a recommendation for you, typically what I'll do is write one for them and then say, hey, if you don't mind when you have a few minutes, if you could just write an honest review of us working together, I would really appreciate it. So one thing to notate here is the endorsements are not recommendations and on my profile I actually turned off the endorsements because they just drove me bananas and this is where people can say yeah Steph has recruiting experience or she knows how to use Microsoft Word or whatever and they just click yes 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 all these different skills this is not what I mean by recommendation This is someone typing up a review, so to speak, of how it was working with you in a particular role. So the endorsements I don't put much weight into at all. Like I said, I've turned mine off because it's basically a bunch of strangers that you've never met, like saying you have these skills that they have no idea that you have, just so you say it back that they have you know, whatever skills they're looking to to highlight on their profile. So I think it's kind of ridiculous. So I turn them off. Whether or not you turn them off on your profile, it's totally up to you. But I just want to make sure that we're clear that recommendations are not the same as endorsements and it's the recommendations that are important. Number seven is the LinkedIn messages or LinkedIn in-mails. And this is really huge if you're looking for a new position, a new job, a new consulting opportunity, or what have you. 
Oftentimes, people will ask me, hey, Steph, what do I do after I apply for a job online? Because it feels like a resume can sometimes go into like resume land and we have no idea if someone's looked at it, if I'm being considered for the role, if the role is even actively open, if it's been put on hold. So a lot of times we just don't know. And so my biggest recommendation when people ask me this is LinkedIn in-mails. Utilizing the in-mail and reaching out to a potential recruiter or hiring manager for the role. And now I personally would start with a recruiter because they're the ones who are actually going to be able to access your application, uh, whereas the hiring managers typically don't have access to the applicant tracking system in which where you applied. And so these messages are really important. And it's also really important to take the right approach when you're reaching out to a recruiter or potential recruiter, because often companies have several recruiters and you don't know if you're reaching out to the right person, but you still want to make that contact. And if they're not the right person, you want to make sure that they can refer you to the right person. So you might say something like, hey, so-and-so, my name is blah, 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 and I'm really interested in your company because of this, and I've recently applied to ABC position. I would love to connect with someone and have a brief conversation and see if it's a good fit. I'm hoping I've reached the right person, but in the event that I haven't, would you mind pointing me in the right direction? So keep it really simple, keep it really short, and don't assume that you've reached the right person. Sometimes people will send me an email about like, hey, Stephanie, uh, I really love your company and I just applied to this job and I want to talk to you about it. Do you have time today? And 95% of the time, I'm not the right person for the role. And so I can't help them. I can't even tell them about the opportunity because I'm not the recruiter on the position. So don't necessarily assume that you're reaching the right person, but you still want to just be short and concise and really respectful about it. And number eight is to be honest. This is really short, it's really sweet. Be honest and don't lie. Number nine is keywords. So if you're looking for a new opportunity, you wanna make sure that throughout your profile you have the right keywords. And what I mean by this is kind of reverse engineering the thought process. So put yourself in the seat of a recruiter. If I was a recruiter, what keywords would I be searching for to try and find the appropriate candidate? And, you know, make a list. Make a list and somehow put those in your profile where appropriate. Don't make it just like awkward and, you know, like I've seen in some people's profiles where they just type in, like in the summary, they'll put keywords and just list a bunch of stuff. Like that's just not... It's not authentic and it just feels kind of, I don't know, it just feels weird. So I wouldn't do that. But under each position that you list, you have, you know, you list out your your responsibilities. I would work those keywords into that area and potentially into your summary in a natural, authentic way. Uh, And if you're really not sure what keywords people would be searching for, I would go to a site like Indeed.com and search for the title that you have or that you want and find some job descriptions out there and try and find the keywords that are in those job descriptions and use those same keywords in your profile. Last but not least, number 10. This one is open profile and the your settings 
on your LinkedIn. So you can go into the settings where you just hover and it's like the upper right, you hover over your teeny tiny little profile picture and then you go to settings and you can actually make your profile what they call an open profile. And this means people can send you messages without them having to pay for it, which is really important if you're trying to find a new opportunity. Another thing you wanna check is the type of communications that you're open to. So some people have their settings Um, that they're open to new job opportunities, but then they have themselves blocked on being able to receive in-mails. So if you're open to new job opportunities, but I can't reach out to you and send a message, like how is that supposed to work? You know what I'm saying? So if you're looking for a new job, I would recommend you change your settings to an open profile and also make sure that the type of communications that you're open to, such as I'm open to new job opportunities or new ventures. Um, there's like, gosh, there's a, there's like a list of maybe 10 or so and I forget them all, but just make sure like those different types of communications that you're open to are accurate on your profile because that's a search filter that us as recruiters can actually use to include or exclude people from our searches when we're trying to find candidates. So just to keep that in mind. So that's it. Those are my LinkedIn profile tips for you. I hope you found this information helpful and valuable. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. You can find more information in this episode show notes at findingthebestfit.com. And don't forget to join our Facebook group if you're interested in being part of a community that helps and supports one another on their career journeys. I have a favor to ask and I will be forever grateful if you could leave a review and rating for this podcast so other people can find us. Thank you so much and I hope you have a fantastic day.